0: Welcome to the Trials and Tribulations of a 40-something. My name is Amanda and my main goal with this podcast is to share other people's journey. How they faced challenges and struggles but yet turned their lives around. If this can give another person a sense of hope that they can do the same and move forward in a positive way, well then I am fulfilling my goal. Today I am joined by Bernie Allen a business mentor, keynote speaker, speaker coach and author. Bernie helps people from personal experience, not reading it from a book. Burnt at seven years old from a scalding teapot, bullied, watching her dad physically abuse her mum, grief from seven tragic deaths and a toxic marriage are just some of the experiences Bernie has faced. However, she looks on all these challenges as gifts and embraces life wholeheartedly. If you're feeling that you can't turn your life around, then have a wee listen to Bernie's story. And then tell me you can't move forward in a positive way. Morning, Bernie. Good morning.
1: (laughs) How are you, my dear? I'm very good. Absolutely buzzing. I've got so much to do before Santa comes. Oh, my goodness. Exciting times ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: Bernie, welcome to my podcast, The Trials and Tribulations of a 40-something. You are a business mentor, keynote speaker, speaker, coach and author. And I know so much more than that. But um, we briefly chatted the other day and I was explaining the idea behind of a 40-something is because um, very few people get through life without experience and some kind of struggle, challenge, trauma, grief, and um, they have managed to turn things around in a positive way. So when somebody is listening who is maybe currently going through a difficult time, it gives them a sense of hope that they can also turn things around. Mm-hmm. So... As I said, I was briefly chatting to you the other day and I know I only got uh, a snippet of your story and what you have been through. So over to you, my dear. And if you are happy enough to share, share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. And um, I have no doubt it is going to inspire and encourage many people to um, move forward in a positive way.
1: Absolutely, and thank you for asking me, Amanda. um because as you know, that is how I help all my clients is through um not reading something out of a book and yeah. and but out of sheer, sheer through experience and you know what I've been through and how I felt, and now I know when someone else has gone through the same thing, I can genuinely put my hand in my heart and say, I know exactly how you feel because I felt the same way. Yeah, and and you know, you know, please, please interrupt me if there's a question pops into your head because if it pops into your head, it's in somebody else's head as well. And oh, I think that's what the podcasts are for, to, yeah. for you to be the representative of the person, you know, that's listening. Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, and. Yeah, to be quite honest with you, Amanda, it wasn't until you know the past sort of like I don't know fifteen years that I'm able to sort of look back and think, "Wow, that's what I've learned from that, and that's why that happened to me, and now I treat all um my trial and tribulations as as you've just said as gifts
0: yeah you know
1: yeah. to be able to help other people um on their journey and and as we had a quite a brief uh, chat the other day when we were talking about you know there's a lot of people that get stuck in this trap of i need to go to council and i need to get my childhood stuff all sorted out and the trauma like i know 60 year olds that are going to counselors and and uh, to find out how to get over their childhood um, situations. Wow. I've been going, is there something wrong with your head? <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, because you come to me for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months and I can assure you, we will look for, for forward. You know, yeah. when, when yeah. you say 40 something, that's what we're talking about here. People at a certain age should be trained how to look forward, should be coached, how to see the bright future how how, how should be told how that the things that has happened them in their lives are absolutely gifts for to help them enjoy the rest of their lives yeah
0: because in a way like i said it's it's constantly rehashing and rehashing and going back and going back and going back and going back and you, you can't i don't i don't know anyone who has the ability to go backwards
1: not at all and, and yes there is people that need counselling that's what this that's not what this is about no. Do you know I have a young sister who without her counselling wouldn't be here literally today mm-hmm. so I am not saying that there's people who don't need counselling what I am saying is through my experience over the past 30 years when I have been mentoring and coaching people through my experience it is the minority that need that type of stuff but the counselors and the coaches and the mentors and people that's just passed an exam in whatever what they want to call it life coaches and all mm-hmm. of this stuff you know it's it's the majority of people that they're speaking to doesn't need that
0: yeah they need and to that-
1: see and find out as i said to you who put the jam in your donut mm-hmm. what i love made that you start fairness. yeah My mentor, Dr. Tom Barrett, who's a, oh my goodness, he's a philosopher, he's a psychologist, he's in America, he actually um, counsels in the White House in America, da-da-da-da-da, and he's my mentor, and and, and he he coaches all the time, you know, who put the jam in your donut, what does that mean, who put that stuff in your head,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you see whenever you find out, and you say, say for instance now, me, who I only found out I was dyslexic when I was dirty something. Wow. Up until then, I thought, God, I'm as thick as two short planks. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I <laughs> seriously, like, it takes me an hour to do an email and then I have to go to spell check. And then I've got, now, when I was doing all of this, I didn't have what everybody has on their computers now, which I love and adore, where you have, Grammarly, and you have spell checks, and you yes. have everything that nearly types for you. In fact, <laughs> I have an app that I talk to now, and it types.
0: How handy is that, Bernie? I
1: love it. Speech, <laughs> speech Mark, or something you call it. Wow. And, and I wrote half my book on Speech Mark. I just talked. So a lot of people that uh, read my book say, Oh my God, oh goodness, Bernie, you just sounded like I just could hear <laughs> you speaking. <laughs> so so it worked yeah, um, but I found out from on a train one time when I was travelling to Dublin, and there was a lady sitting opposite me, and we got chatting because we had to get off at I think it's Connolly Station, you call it, because I was going to Cork actually, and we mm-hmm. had to get off in Dublin and go over to the other station and get a train to Cork. So her and I shared a taxi over, over, and then we sat together in the train, and we were chatting away, and. It ended up that she was a Minister of Education somewhere in, in Ireland. And um, I was telling her, my goodness, you know, um, how embarrassed I do be if I'm up on the stage talking and because I'm a, a motivational speaker. Mm. And um, when I'm up talking and someone says to me, um, you didn't done anything, you did it. <laughs> and and I said, like I left school whenever I was sixteen and I did not know the difference and didn't done and seen and saw. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't know there was a difference. And and then I told her about spelling and you know blah 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 whatever. Yeah. So we came to the end of the line and she says to me, We're getting off, off the train and she says, I'd like to shake your hand. And I says what do you, which the people just shake your hand? They don't say, "I would like to shake your hand."
0: Hi,
1: so yes. I was ask You know, uh, hi. and and I says, "Oh yeah, okay." I'm sort of thinking to myself, "What's going on here?" And she said, "You are one of the most inspirational people I have ever spoke to, and I would like to apologise from the education, um, something something." She said, "For us allowing you." To be able to leave a school and not know that you were dyslexic, and that we did not teach you the difference in did and done, and she said to me, "Let me tell you something. You go out in that world and realise that that was not your fault. That was our Mm -hmm. fault. We failed you." Yeah. Yeah, No. I went down to Cork, and (laughs) I felt as if somebody had given me uh, won the lottery. Yes. I'm going. So it's not my fault. Are you floating? I know like? floating? Floating. Floating, yeah. Amanda. And you may laugh, but I tell you, there's more people out there like me than not like me. Yeah, there are and so many kids that slip onto the net
0: that, that don't, it's just, let's get the job done. Yeah, we need to do this. We need to do this. And I can have the class like that. Huh? Uh, what? I have no fucking clue. What's going oh. on here?
1: Like my mummy had your children, she wouldn't have knew that, that I didn't know the difference in seeing us So she was only trying to get the money to feed us. Yeah, yeah. And put clothes on our back and send us to school. You know, people nowadays don't know what my generation went through going to school. And then they had big families mm-hmm. and maybe just one salary coming through the door, Do you know. So anyway, all of these things like like what led me to that was, you know, who put the jam on my donut? Mm-hmm. So you know there was nobody specifically told me I was stupid. You know, people will say you need to go and find out where all that came from and who was it did it on. Nobody did that to me deliberately. But when she said we let you down, mm-hmm. I had like an aha moment. Yeah. Right, that's why, that's like that. That's why I started to self-educate myself. I mm-hmm. started to learn how to spell. And and because I'm dyslexic, some days, what I have learned over the years, if I'm tired, it kicks in. Really bad. Right, um, I was going to like, so,
0: say, you see, with, the, with dis, right, you know the way you said, um, you found out you were dyslexic however many years ago, and now you have taught yourself to do, Can is, mm. now this is probably ignorance on my part, but you've said there when you're tired, you can feel that it, it kind of kicks in. Is yes. it something that is going to be with you on in, even though you have like
1: yourself how to speak or not to speak, how to spell, et cetera? Or does it get... People don't. Does it a improve? million percent, Amanda. A million percent. And, and what happens is people don't associate that autism and dyslexic are very closely linked. Okay. And sometimes it's misdiagnosed that because you're labelled, that's why, oh my goodness, you don't have enough time for me on here. But I'm always coaching my people, do not put a label on yourself. I had one lady, oh gosh, many years ago now, maybe about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when this lady started with me, she did my 12-week um, personal programme where I was building her confidence because I have my own on- online confidence academy. And, yeah. and she said, I said to her, wait, for your homework this week, what I want to write what I want you to write down is all the things that you think about yourself mm-hmm. and all the things who all the things that you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, somebody might say, God, look at the size of my arse. Or yeah. or, or or look at look at my uh, I wish my skin was nicer, or my hair's curly, I want it straight. I mm-hmm. all the, anything you say to yourself, or I couldn't do that because those people would be blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she came back. And out of all the people I've mentored, her list was the longest list I've ever, ever oh. sold in my entire life. And I'm going, holy macaroni. Now, I didn't say that to her, but I knew yes, we had a, yeah. a journey to go here. Yeah. So, so um, we put them all down and I got her to see that these were all labels that she had stuck to herself.
0: Mm-hmm. She,
1: she put these labels. So I got her to visualize, we do what the movies you're playing in your mind. And I got her to visualize, you know, those brown labels that Paddington Burr wears with the cord tie. The, yeah. You know, like a, a label like that. And I picked, got her to visualize this every day that all them labels was tied around her. And she has to walk about with these labels on her. And so the next time we come on, she says, Bernie, honest to goodness, she said, I was absolutely flabbergasted at the thought. She said, I really did visualize it. She says, to mm-hmm. a point where I could feel them weighing me down. Aha,
0: uh-huh. I thought to myself. Yeah. That's what I was go. just gonna Come say. On. Like, imagine the weight of
1: all of those mm-hmm. n- have All weighing you down. Yeah. And I said to her, so my job then was in our 12 weeks was to get rid of it. Now this woman was like a chief person in the banking banking. And her confidence was in the gutter. And she was acting all the time, yep. and going home and being a mouse—terrible. And before we finished in our twelve weeks, she all her labels were gone, and she oh. totally believed they were gone. It wasn't that we just made it up; like that wasn't yeah. twelve months, that wasn't twelve years. That was twelve weeks. That and that's the thing.
0: Yeah, you don't. I don't think you need to have like you know going back to the counselor, therapies or therapists or whatever. Yes, they have their place, absolutely. But whenever like that, that somebody is going for years, years and years, that there's
1: something right. Okay, no,
0: it, it it I don't know. It's
1: what they're doing is they're only adding a little bit of more fuel to a ready burning fire. By going and going and going and going and going. Yeah. And what we need to do is we need to get the fire out forever. Fire's has gone, but people don't realize what is the fire? What is the fire? So when you're asking me about, you know, the dyslexic, does it stay with you forever? And the two, the autism and dyslexics, very, very close. Mm-hmm. That like only, only maybe five years ago, that, um, I met this wonderful lady and she gave me a test to do Mm -hmm. and she says I want you to do this test Bernie because I think you're autistic and I went okay and I did it 100% 100 million percent she says "When I got it (laughs) that I had I had slight autism now my people might say oh my goodness that's terrible I was fucking delighted 'Cause it made sense of my brain. It yes. made sense of how I yeah. think. And and I do I do think outside the box and, and and things do oh my goodness, I'm looking at somebody going, Why can you not see that? Why why can you not and I have to curtail myself to let people do it their own way. But it made me understand then that I can actually use this to my advantage. Um and I like again, I won the lottery again absolutely amazing for somebody who's dyslexic i've got autism and and uh, writing a book i have got three four businesses teams and teams of people in my network marketing business i've turned over millions in business and and, and oh my goodness and if we go right back amanda when I started, as I said at the very beginning here, it wasn't until I got to a certain level and I started to do self-development. And anybody listening to this podcast that is not doing self-development, that is not reading self-help books, that is not listening to podcasts, that is not going on YouTube and finding a mentor that they think, oh, my goodness, I like listening to you. Because sometimes mm-hmm. somebody's voice can put you off. Oh, uh, listening to them so yeah. you have to find that
0: you know. fit. you have to fit and it is like just listening to what you have achieved so far because i know you're going to continue with your achievements it just shows you because there would be people would when they maybe find out they're autistic or they're dyslexic or whatever it may be and they'll just go okay well then i can't achieve things mm. no mm. they don't let that stop you
1: you can achieve what the, the the famous napoleon hill who wrote a book um, think and grow rich yeah. um in 1937 way ahead
0: and
1: of his time I- <laughs> what he was away okay oh if you read the book right now and nobody told you the book was written in 1937, you'd think it was written in the 21st century. And he said that there's people, one of his quotes is that he said that there's people who look for ways how to get it done. And then there's other people who find ways how it all can't be done. Yeah. And you have to work out what type of person are you? Are you a person that your glasses always have full? Are you a person mm-hmm. that your glass is always half empty? And and that's why I'm saying about Amanda, people need to go out. If people are serious about becoming the real, true person that they can genuinely be, have everything that they genuinely want, they need to start looking inside. The, the answers aren't the outside. The answers are within you. 100%. Who are you? where are you going what do you want for the rest of your life you are the author of your book your life's book and every chapter that happens you are in control of it you have a choice you have a choice to have a shit chapter or you have a Mm -hmm. choice to have a plum party which is P L O M. poor little old me and you have a (laughs) oh there's many of those happen now to christmas Yeah, you can have a plum party from now to Christmas, but let me tell you, people get fed up with poor little old me's, and eventually you end up in your room, and they leave you sitting there, and they're away. You leave you there to rot. Because people only admire people who stand up for themselves. Who mm-hmm. who let's mm-hmm. say for instance you're always saying, I need to lose weight, 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 so I'm going on a diet next week, I need to lose weight. And and, and people get to know that you're always on the saying, Oh God, love her she's a trier, like you know, and you get the city, the pity vote. You yeah. know, you get that pity vote. But you say if you went out and you started and you to lose weight and you lost a pound a week and that's four pound in a month multiply that by a year mm-hmm. like the like 10 months is 40 pound yeah so it's 48 pound in a year and everybody was saying my goodness amanda you did amazing well done you oh my goodness did you see amanda 40, over 40 pounds, she's lost, she looks fantastic, didn't recognise her up the town. People <laughs> admire people who stand up and do something about it. People pity people who don't.
0: Is there also, like, the flip side of that, have you found in your experience that whenever, <clears throat> right, say you have been living a certain way and maybe you've had the odd plum party, But then you decide, right, Okay, I want to make changes and I'm going to make changes whenever those changes start to happen and you start to build confidence and your self-worth starts to improve and things like that, that there are people in your life that will start to try and pull you back down again because the dynamics of the relationship have changed. So it's kind of like a reflection back to them that they're going, oh, fuck, I'm still sitting here doing nothing. Right. I need you back to where you were. So while you'll have people that will encourage you and say, Yes, well done, there'll be the other ones who'll go, No, 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 come back, come back. I need to knock
1: you down again. Yes. Now, that, there's a big long answer to that, and I have to shorten it down here. And in my, in my mentoring, people would come to me just for that topic. Okay. Just for that topic. But you have to remember people don't make you do anything mm-hmm. you allow it to happen and yeah. that is a very big pill to swallow
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people say ah but in my book my little 90 page self-development book there's different clubs that people join and one of the clubs is the ah but club <laughs> and the ah but you don't understand ah, but she did 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 da which made me do da 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 da
0: and
1: and and you're looking you can point that finger till you're blue in the face. But if you put your hand out now and you lift your finger like a trigger, like a gun and point yes. that finger, you look at the other three fingers, who are they pointing back at? Oh you right back at you. Yeah. You're in control. You're in control what you let other people say to you. You're in control how you react to what people say to you because every reaction produces an action so when people say something to you and you react like um look at her out every night of the week and 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 um let's say you were broke down in your marriage yeah like like I was so mm-hmm. um look at her out every night of the week and the children with the babysitter like huh. I wonder. I wondered, did that really happen in the marriage, or was he hard to stick, oh, or was it she yeah. hard to stick, and all of that nonsense? And that's all mm-hmm. it is. It's nonsense. Yeah. And when then people are saying that, you can then say, Do you know, something. I'm not going out next Friday. I heard that our ones was saying, um, that I'm out too much. I'm not going to bomb my arse going out in Friday. Okay. So you don't go out. Mm-hmm. The next thing they say, huh? She stopped going out. I told you i told you i was right because yeah sitting in the house i was bloody right in the first place so there (laughs) there's never any right or wrong no they can't do right for doing wrong yes but a lot of times when people say a saying believe it or not listeners sometimes don't understand it Mm -hmm. so that's why when you say you can't do right for doing wrong what you need to say and prefix it with what that means to you. Because we always assume that people know what we're talking about. And like people would have yeah. assumed that I knew the difference and did and done and seen and saw. They would have looked at me. I didn't know that cork grew in trees. I thought it was in the sea. No, yeah. it wasn't that yeah. I was taught that nobody that ever was, said anything to yeah. me that was my perception and when I was away in one of the beautiful countries I've traveled the world and when I was in one of the beautiful co- it might have been Portugal actually and we were went away somewhere anywhere and there were these guys were up the tree and they are doing me numbers on it and they were d- deliberately doing a cut at a certain level and maybe being me like I
0: Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, what happened? I don't know. Did your phone ring? No. No. Oh. What what um where did you hear up to? I heard up to you were in Portugal and um there were
1: carving things in the trees. Okay. So so me being me, I had to go over to um these guys and find out what's going on. And they said yeah. um we have to put we put the date on the tree and this tree cannot be cut till a certain amount of time, maybe a year, maybe two years or whatever, so many months, I can't remember. Uh-huh. And I say, and he says, so that we can take the cork. And I says, what? And he says, we're taking the cork off the tree. And I says, I always thought the cork came from the seabed. Now, I don't know why I thought that because nobody taught me that. But that's what I thought. So, you know, i got lots of examples like that where people assume people know things and
0: And it is it's that assumption yeah that people just think and again back to people think that other people think how they think and it was something you'd say there about like you kind of would be thinking outside the box and you're going right what i'm seeing yeah Um, and i would kind of be a wee bit like that there it's like right okay have i got this wrong am i I, Mm -hmm. what yeah am i at the side here having these thoughts and views perceptions and it seems to be in the minority but again i'm just assuming that other people aren't thinking how i'm thinking
1: yes but without people like you amanda the world needs people like that the world needs to be able to for the pe- for for the majority of people who go how do i do that or wh- wh- what could you help me with or if people can see what others can't see then they can help them open their eyes yeah you know, so 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 when people when you're asking, all these people come along and, and they say this and they say that and they try to make you down, bring you down, and the ah, oh, but you don't understand, and you know, if only I didn't do that, all of this nonsense mm-hmm. that runs about in your head. Now they're all they're all movies that you play. And again, when I'm coaching, I when I find out their movies, we soon change their movies because. You are in control. You're the director of your head. You know, you are the director. You can hire all the actors to act out your day. You can hire the people that you want um, to be in your life, in your head. You know, like in my head, I am such a happy-go-lucky person. And what I've been through, and I'll share that with you now, I am such a happy-go-lucky person. And I'm not joking you when I tell you gratitude is the way to go i even get into bed at night and as soon as my leg jumps onto the mattress mm-hmm. i say oh thank god i'm healthy enough to be able to jump into that bed
0: yeah gratitude and i is mean it from the, the list. core of my yeah. body
1: i yeah. mean it from the core of my body and all of that bounces back to you oh completely and, uh, but like you want to know what my outsiders or maybe my family or relationships or things that's going on in my life and you know that I could allow I want you all to hear that statement that I could allow to affect my day to affect pardon me my happiness to affect the way I behave I could allow that quite easily but what am I going to do sit here male sit here by myself and be Johnny A wee
0: question, just when you were saying there about allowing that to happen, I was just thinking in my head, see, like I say, a relationship that is, um, you have a narcissistic person.
1: Which I had.
0: uh Uh-huh. And I spoke to different women that have said that they were quite strong women before they got into uh, and ended up in a narcissistic relationship. Where, as you know, because as you've said, you were in one, that they are end up controlling pretty much everything. How do you then pull that back? Because they've said, I started off strong and it was just, I was stripped bare mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually. Um, and then to get yourself back up again and to get to remove yourself from that kind of situation whenever you have been beaten down so
1: far right okay so so maybe maybe by my experience then i can answer that question yeah um in my relationship i was in my relationship 18 years 17 years on 10 of them i i wanted out mm-hmm. 10 of them i was trying to pluck up the nerve the courage the energy the everything that you can imagine um i wanted out and um again in my book the most frightening place to be is what's called the excusitis club okay and i definitely was in the excusitis club but you don't know you are mm-hmm. you don't know you are at the time um so um in that in that situation i was at the beginning everything was ground because you were getting to know each other and and then if he said something you say "Ah, oh, it's not a problem Um, And then if something continued on or maybe you wanted to go somewhere and you realized, oh, my goodness, at the beginning of the week, I'll start telling them I'm doing this on Friday. You start telling on Monday, then you start dropping it in on a Tuesday and then Mm -hmm. a Wednesday, you'll mention something else and you start doing them things to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. And, And what I want to say is it takes time to see it. Yeah, they're so good. They are so good. Oh, very cute. They are so good at what they do. But mm-hmm. if they if they are that type of personality, because I I never like to give anybody a label, because as I said, you, dyslexic and autism are linked together, you know. But them yeah. two labels are never put together. So yeah. you know, if they're that type of person, they are so good and so manipulative. that you takes you time to see it and by the time you see it you've Mm -hmm. got into your routine
0: yeah
1: and you also think you're in control because you know if i'm going out the weekend i start on monday and i'll drop it in and i'll drop it in and so you think you're in control of the things that you're doing and how you're going to manipulate the situation to see of the row, to see of the beaten, to see of the the way that you get treated, to yeah. see of the silent treatment, all of that. Yep. Yeah. So you then start finding ways to live in that environment mm-hmm. and that becomes the norm. And then whenever you are doing that and he's doing that and that becomes the norm, That becomes all right for a while too. Yeah. And then when that doesn't work anymore, because why it doesn't work anymore is that he twigs on what's going on. And you'll hear things. Do you think I'm stupid? I know Mm -hmm. you started talking to me on Monday about going out last week and the weekend, whatever. and, And you're going, oh, shit. I was caught out. Yeah. So the norm's not the norm anymore. And then if you've got children, bless the mummies and now now, there is women out there the same as what men do oh 100 yeah there's there's women out there do the same thing so it's we're talking about people here in general but the majority unfortunately is men the majority is men and um then you've got children and the sad part and i was in that camp as well were i'll wait till the child's a little bit older
0: Mm, said it myself. Yeah.
1: I'll wait till the child does his 11 plus I'll wait till Christmas is over mm-hmm. I'll wait till the child's birthday is over and all of a sudden a year goes past Yeah, because you're putting all of them things in the way then you get into this other mode of how could I live in my own? How, where would I get the money from sure like you know I've got a lovely home here and I've got nice things around me sure I could put up and shut up is and there also start... a
0: part of your head, mind that because they have
1: manipulated you so much that you believe? But that's exactly you know what, what I was is... going to say. Uh-huh. You think you're you think you're think saying these things. You think I'll just put up and shut up. Sure, I couldn't afford to live and whatever. Yeah. But that's all been who put the jam in your donut. They've already yeah. put that in there. Yeah. They've already put that in there. But then by the time you see it, then you go, oh shit. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah that makes sense now. Oh that and I remember one time um we were away he always seemed to do it on me whenever we were like I was at my happiest and um one time we bought a holiday home in Florida mm-hmm. and every christmas I brought we went away to Florida yeah and um every single night when we came in from the parks and like you know, anybody that's been to Florida knows you'd be exhausted. That's oh, completely Jesus. exhausted <laughs> like the walking dead. And um you come in and maybe you pour yourself a glass of wine and you just sit down in the chair and you're lovely like at my apartment the day for, you know, mm-hmm. and overlooking the water and beautiful. Yeah. And he would have started. He would have started. And slowly, slowly. And the one thing that always happened was i said, well, why did you say such and such? And he'd go, I didn't say that. <sighs> now, you've just made that up in your head. I didn't say that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you just said it 15 minutes ago. Now, you know now and you hear yourself, you know, when you're away from it and you look and go, like, why did I stand there? You know, but, yeah. but, but a lot of people do. it. So one time this went on, say, for about, Definitely over two hours. Definitely. Can't remember how long. And the next thing, my daughter stepped out of the doorway when I said, but you said that at the beginning of this conversation. I did not. There you go trying to manipulate my brain and the daughter started, she says, I've been standing in that corridor for two hours and I heard every word. But I used to hide it as as we all do. Yeah, think we're, hide- yeah. think, think yeah. we're hiding it from the oh. children. And that's a good word. Think we're hiding it. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, and she said, she did, she did say, you did say all them things, you did. And the next thing he said was, You see, you've even her put, put her up to it. So then you oh, start burn. to realize, no matter what you say, this guy's got a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you're in that situation, what the majority of people, what happens is they just hit a brick wall one day mm-hmm. and they go, I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm done. It, I'm done. I'm done. done. They yeah. break you. They break you. And and um, I just got up one morning. I um just went. I can't do this no more. And I went up. We had a little newsagents in the Upper Newtownards Road in Belfast. And mm-hmm. I went up to the shop and I said to him, "I'm done. I'm out of here." Because he used to threaten me. You go up out of here and go and tell go and tell. The child, go and tell them. And I used, to, oh God, no, I can't. I, can't I made be. you who you are. I made you it's who only, you only are.
0: for me. You wouldn't have got what you've achieved.
1: We could write the script <laughs> without me. Without me, blah, yes. blah blah blah. And he swiveled his chair around and he looked at me and he gave this. Do you know the way whenever there's a panto on and the baddie goes ha 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 Yeah You know that laugh? Yeah swiveled the chair around and he laughed and he says, <laughs> took you long enough. And I That's looked at his face. Oh. Now at that moment in time I didn't work that out, but off I went and da 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 da. And I left a three-story house in Belfast. Mm-hmm. With work, yeah. we bought it for twenty-three thousand, mm-hmm. and he sold it for two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, um, I paid the mortgage on it from the day and hour we moved in, uh-huh. and whenever it came around to being in court, he brought out the papers and he said to his solicitor, which came and told my, no, it was a barrister actually, told my barrister. Um, there's the deeds of the house that he never put my name on it, just in case this ever happened. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, no. So I would paid the mortgage. He never worked a day from we met. He went out in a second, never went back to work. So it was me brought in all the income. It was me that run everything. And I would paid the mortgage and I got £30,000 eventually. And he sold it for £250,000. I walked out the door. Can you imagine a, th- a three-story house in Belfast? Beautiful big Georgian house. It was furnished from top to bottom. I walked out with nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. And um, I then, the most popular car then was people carriers. Oh, yes. There was a brand new people carrier sitting at the door. I walked past it. And I walked up to the estate agents' places. And I asked them uh, for a rented house. And I went and I rented, got an extra step with my friend. And the three days I had a rented house up by Stormont area. And um, because of my businesses, I was able to um, go up and get myself a car, pay the deposit for the house, move in. And I moved into a house which had one sofa, a mm-hmm. cooker, a washing machine, and a bed. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And I was so happy. So it's like a, a weight, party. isn't it? you, you just... a party. Yeah. A party. I tell you, it was like your geniuses. <laughs> Everybody bought a bottle of wine, a bottle of vodka, It was all on the bench. There was no church for them to sit down on. <laughs> it was the best party I've ever had. Oh, burning. And then I went on my journey. But, you know, all of them things that, that you know, has come along the way. People, people stop themselves going forward. Like yeah. like I say, ah, but you don't understand. I was abused when I was a child. So was mm-hmm. I. Mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. For, from family. So people will say, but Bernie, you don't understand. I go, try me. Yep. I've had tragedies in my life. Tragedies, you have no idea the tragedies that I have. And one of my, uh, in my short life that I have on this earth, mm-hmm. you know, people, if they have one tragic death, it's terrible. You know, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But I have had seven tragic deaths Jesus. in my short period of time in my life where people have dropped dead. People have been murdered. People have been in a, a terrible uh, car crash. People mm-hmm. near and dear to me being told you've got five weeks. My eldest sister got nine weeks and then we buried her. It can go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So when people do speak to me, I can tell you, Amanda, I know exactly how they feel. Yeah. And all of them are the best gifts that I have been given by the universe, God, angels, whatever you whatever it does it floats your boat. Yeah. That I have been given to then now be able to help other people. And that people say it stops you, you know, like, oh, no, I can know I what I wanted to do in life was I wanted to be, I don't know, let's say something I wanted to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Or I wanted to be an opera singer or I wanted to be a teacher or I wanted to be a physician or I wanted to be whatever. You see that word I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at somebody saying, are you dead?
0: Exactly. 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 It's going, only too late when you're six foot under. That's when it's just too that late. That is
1: the only time you can not yeah. do what you want to do. Yeah. Because they, they go, I, 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 whenever, whenever that's another club in my book, huh? Whenever, whenever I get more time, whenever I get more money, whenever the kids go back to school, whenever, whenever I turn 40, whenever, 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 whenever. Yeah. I'm sorry. And another club is the Manana Club. Tomorrow, oh. tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. <laughs> so when people say to me, yeah. people say to me, um, I want to be, I want to be. I say, you should have went and joined the Space Girls. You know that wanna <laughs> wanna song? so <laughs> That's, that's what I... They call me the no bullshit coach. I can now see why they call me the no bullshit coach. Because I take no bullshit from you. Why? Because I've been there. Yeah. Been there. And... and um, yeah. ah, but you don't understand. Whenever we were children, we got beat. Beat! 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 Uh-huh. You have no idea how... My, my father threw me against the wall and broke my wrist because he saw me walking up the street at... I don't know what age I was. 11 or something? With oh, a boy. And Jesus. I was only walking up the street. And he said, you hussy, your hussy. But that was his filthy old mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. That wasn't me. No, you and, were I, innocently walking up the road.
1: million percent. Whenever I was seven, I was scalded with a teapot. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Do you know um, family teapots is a big, gant teapot they used yeah. to use. And if you went into somebody's house, you had to smell tea because yeah. it was always on the cooker. In, yeah. And especially in Ireland, the, the teapot was on, like, oh, no matter what happens, I, I have a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I have a sore stomach, get her a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, it was always Somebody died, make answer. her a cup of tea. You know, no matter what it was, it was a big a cup of tea. Well, that big family teapot was always on our cooker.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And when I was seven, uh, my mummy and daddy was out on a Saturday afternoon, and my brother and sister, so they, they were... Seven, eight, nine, ten. Margaret would have been about ten, something like mm-hmm. that, and Tommy would have been eleven by twelve. Okay. So they were minding me, a twelve-year-old, yeah. and the an eleven-year-old or ten-year-old was minding me. And um, we were. I remember well. We were watching Blue Peter on the TV, and um, my granny had come to live with us in this wee tiny house in Belfast. Yeah, and um, the the step into the kitchen, old old house was about. I don't know what, two foot deep or a foot deep, you know, really deep down. And granny couldn't get down the step. Mm-hmm. So my daddy decided he would cement the whole right level. And he and would do it over the weekend. Yeah. So um, mommy had the table and the bread and the butter and everything all in the living room and the, cook- the kettle and all that stuff so we could do it over the weekend.
0: Yeah.
1: And he got to the cooker and obviously the cement had to dry. So he left it overnight and he was doing it the next day, but he was called in to work. My father Mm -hmm. was a baker and he was called in to work. So while he was away at work um on the Saturday, mommy was out. That's what it was. Mommy was out, he was away to work, and um mommy was out getting her groceries and they were in the house with us. I think that's the right version of it, but
0: yeah.
1: But I went in, Tommy said to me, Go and pour us out a cup of tea. And Jesus, and
0: you seven, and then big fucking
1: teapots. Doubles. So, um, no, that's a lie. Said to Margaret, go and pour it a cup of tea. And I says, let me, let me. I In my head, I was playing tea teacups okay. You know what I mean? But there wee tea yeah. sets. Mm-hmm. So I went down and lifted. As I went to lift the teapot, then obviously I realized the weight of it. And mm-hmm. I then tried to lift it with the two hands, and I <gasps> fell down the cement. Oh, where the cement was drying. So I fell down the step and the teapot come down all around me, hit me in the head where I have a big scar, dent in my head where it split me open. And then the tea come right down my face and down the oh, shoulders. Jesus. And so my sister then, I, I was squealing and they thought I was playing. So they left me lying there for a while. Oh, they thought, and our oh. Tommy says, if you don't stop squealing down there, I go down and I... never and they thought and then and then our market come running in and she's called Tommy and it Margaret to this day describes to me, she says, Bernie, your skin was melting off your oh. face. And she said, I kept saying to Tommy, we're gonna to see the bones, we're gonna see our oh. bones. And because my face was melting, so Tommy, Tommy yes. lifted. Tommy lifted the first thing that came into his hand to put it all on my face. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a fur coat. So oh, no. All the fur. All the fur. the oh. was stuck to my face. Now, I know it's oh, not funny at the time, but Jesus. when you look back on it, I must have looked like a wee bird <laughs> going into the hospital. So, there was... My, my sister ran out in the street and she screamed, screamed, screamed and the next door neighbour came in. She got an ambulance. And when the ambulance then, we got into the hospital All I remember is in the hospitals then, they had doors that swung, big rubber doors that swung open and Mm -hmm. back. And, you know, so all I remember is the bottom of the trolley hitting hitting these doors to open them and people running. And above my head was like fluorescent lights and and I could see them. But I I could, sorry, after the, the, say, the third door or something, I couldn't see them fluorescent lights anymore. And, and But my eyes were open and I was flat. And then I heard a noise and she's going to be all right. And I went, I think that's my mommy. And, and then I remember saying, mommy, is that you? My mm-hmm. eyes were open. So mommy says it's me. So she was looking at me, apparently. Yeah. And then blah, 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 went into the, And they said that in the middle of your head, there's a nerve. And the life and death can happen. If it this nerve, they hit this nerve or something, and I was seconds away from that, and and then they they bandaged me all up and blah blah blah, and it ended up that I was blind for a year. Oh my goodness! And my face was like the only way I have to ask my brothers and sisters what did I look like, and the way they describe it was there's a guy called Simon, and he was in the Falkland Wars, and and he was on the news and TV and whatever. Yeah, I know who you're
0: talking about.
1: Well, they said to me, do you see that guy's face there, Bernie? Well, you were 10 times worse than him. Oh, Jesus. So uh-huh, I was like a monster. But I was very, very fortunate that I didn't have to get skin graft because my skin was so... my I was so young. And every morning they peeled my skin off and then oh. they put powder. I used to think they were putting talcum powder on me. I said, <laughs> I don't want that talcum powder on things. But it was antiseptic powder, you know. So... That was all right. And then when I got out of school when I got out of the hospital, I had bandages around my head, my face was like a monster. Um and they told me that, you know, treatment that would be all right. And just about a week before they took the bandages off my eyes and I was able to see, thank God. Um and mummy then when then when I went to school, boy did I get bullied. So, you know, that was my first tragedy okay. in my life when I was seven. And I can remember, I can remember all of that feelings and, you know, how I thought. And I was only seven, but I can remember that. And then going to school and getting bullied and my teeth set out. I don't have buck teeth, but my big tooth, big front teeth. And um, I could call buck teeth because of the scars and all. The only thing you could see was my teeth.
0: Right. So where, I got called yeah. Lock
1: Teeth, and that stayed with me. A plug UG, I used to get plug UG, and that stayed with me. And a story that I told you, Amanda, mm-hmm. you know, not that long ago, my brother gave us uh, a little, he got a camcorder for all the old movies that was ever done in our lives, and he put them all together and he put them on a, a DVD, and he gave us the whole family a copy. Mm-hmm. And I, so i couldn't wait to watch all these old movies and whatever and there was one particular one and it was in my house um for new year's eve and because we had a big big house and we, we had a big what we called the front room and um where we're in the front room and i was looking at it and it looked all great and i says oh there's julie and oh look there's him and there's her and I says who's that girl there in that blue cat suit and i was saying to myself and that person that blue catsuit girl had got her back to me Mm -hmm. and i'm looking at it and looking at it and thinking um because i thought i was ugly i thought i always was fat and that was Mm -hmm. all stemming from that when i was yeah and in the movie this person turns around and i went (gasps) and i got the shock of my life because it was me and in that catsuit i was like a size 10 Mm-hmm. My hair was beautiful, my face was beautiful. If I didn't know that person, I'd like oh, go there's some stunning that's a stunning woman. Yeah. And I looked and went, Oh my god, the shock nearly killed me. And that's only a few years ago. Yeah. I couldn't see it. Couldn't and that as we were it.
0: saying, that is the sad thing. How many people put women... the job on my
1: donut that yeah. I was ugly.
0: Yeah, that no. they do not see their worth, no. what how they no. look. And no. that's heartbreaking. No.
1: And then and then, you know, after that, then I started to witness my daddy beating my mummy like I mean, beating her, beating her to a pulp. But the part was, as I told you, I'm starting to I started to write my book about, you know, my life. and, and, And I got to when I was 13 and I've had to put the pen down and that's over a couple of years ago. Because I thought, oh my God, look what I came through up just up to the age of 13. Yeah, I, I was just
0: going to say, like, oh, to 13 years and what the experience, horrific experiences you've had.
1: An author one time said to me, why don't you just write a book from that to 13? Uh, you know? Because yeah, many
0: people haven't experienced that in their whole lifetime.
1: No, 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 no. 13 years. No. And, and, and the thing that the thing that made me put my pen down was the memory that came back that I didn't realize that it was, that it had affected me. And that's why I said to you, people don't know who put the jam on their mm-hmm. donut. Do you know? So yeah. um, whenever my daddy and mommy had a row, my sisters and brothers used to set me in the middle of the stairs stir, stairs, looking through the styles of the stairs to report back to them what was happening. So I was the narrator of the play if you like and the play was my daddy punching my mummy and I would have said he's got up with the chair, he's going over now, oh mommy has got her hands over her head, oh he's going to hit her and it like every- was the way I would have every detail and then um, one time um, because we didn't have much money and poor mommy didn't have the income coming in, you know um, the the concrete floor that we had in our house was like just concrete tiles, now it probably would be real modern to have these beautiful uh, tiles but then it was just you couldn't afford carpet yeah. to cover them um, but um, this is the part that that affected me and I, he got up with the chair and he pushed her and she fell and her head hit the ground and I was saying oh she's fell, she's fell, her head hit the ground, she's fallen and that sitting on the ground in the corner. Was I'll never forget it. It was a blue record player, we're playing the records on it now. They could have been playing them records 30 minutes before and singing songs, and then wow. something would have twigged in his head. And uh, she was let while she was laying on the floor, he lifted the record player up. And I said, He's got the record player, he's got the record player. Oh, he's gonna drop it, he's gonna drop it. Oh, he's dropped it. And, and, and i'm reporting this back so i they, none of them seen this only me but i didn't realize that i thought they all knew just the same as me but they only knew the narrator they didn't see they it. knew what you were telling them and yeah, once you that, see yeah. it you can't once you see it you can't erase it no. i'm always saying that to people if you don't want to if you don't want to keep a memory don't look at it don't go, don't look don't go there you know, people say, why well, I watched a scary movie and I couldn't sleep. Don't watch the bloody movie. You know, once you see it, you yeah, can't erase it. Once you to see it, it, you can't. No, you can't erase it. You can't. So then the blood came come out of the back of her head. I reported that. And it was like something you'd see in a movie. And, you know, and then that went on. That was just the norm. And then I learned how to entertain. I learned how to be the jolly person in the family because when mommy and daddy was ha- happy, they didn't get the fighting. And, you know, as a okay. lot of listeners yeah. will, will be able to relate to things like that, you know? So, yeah, how do you, you turn just that around? The- use them all, you use them all as gifts, use them all as gifts. That's what you ter- do to turn them around. I am so proud of myself that, that I now use all of my adversities, um, to be able to help other people, you know, I have my Confidence Academy, I have my Powerhouse Academy, I have my network marketing business, I have turned over millions in my network marketing business, I have coached, I've stood on the stages of the world, my largest audience was 11 and a half thousand people in Singapore, represented by 40 countries around the world all interpreted and I got a standing ovation after I spoke. Um, I have talked in rooms of five people, fifty people, five hundred people. Three Monday nights ago, I was in Belfast and there was two hundred people in the room, and um, I did my story, my journey, and I got a standing ovation there as well. And, um, and I've just turned it all around, where I didn't label myself. Um, which is I didn't allow people, I took control. And I think my biggest golden nugget from this podcast would be you have a choice. You can choose anything. But if you don't know how to, you know, if you don't know how to go and get self-development books, what to listen to, you see YouTube, and you see, my uncle Google. Just go and ask
0: him anything, and he'll tell you. He knows. He's. I swear to God, he never lets you down.
1: Don't you? To- don't you tell me he's your uncle as well? Yes, I love him. There, you see. Every time I speak <laughs> to somebody, they go, "Is he your uncle too?" He's my uncle. He helps me with everything. <laughs> Only for everything. Him. I swear
0: to God, he's got me out of many a difficult situation. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, I would not be where I am without Uncle Google. Yeah, love Uncle
0: Google. (laughs)
1: Self-development, start developing yourself, start working on yourself and here's the biggest thing that people do. They want everything, now. Mm -hmm. They want to be full of confidence, now. They want to be thinner, now. They want to stop drinking, Mm -hmm. now. They want to do everything, now. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. But Little bites. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time?
0: Absolutely,
1: and that's But do you know what exactly? exactly it what says
0: a lot do. About you as a person because with everything that you have, and no. I know you said we have a choice, um yeah. but so many people have experienced whatever tragedy or whatever, and they have they just they stay in become like it's the victim mentality over and over and over again but for you that you have got to this stage of your life and like you've been through as you know because you've went through them horrific things but yet you are still you look on them as gifts and experiences they've got you to where you are today the person that you are the gratitude that you feel so that like, that speaks volumes about the type of person you are, about your strength, your resilience. Manage to, right, okay, yes, that happened, but, you know, I've turned it around. Like, that is admirable.
1: But Amanda, I, those people, anybody listening in that is going through it on and and what I call that are stuck and needs yeah. to become unstuck, I unstuck myself. Mm-hmm. I listened to CDs. I read books. I went to seminars. I got mentors because I didn't want to stay that person. Yeah. But I didn't know how not to be that person. So I started searching for, well, how do I not be weak like this? How do yeah. I get strength? Where do I get confidence from? I had to work at it. It does not be... A do not admire me for being the person that is strong and whatever. Yes, admire me for doing the hard work. To yeah. Here. Yes. But but I wasn't born this way. I developed this person. That's yeah. the difference. And there's people some working. people can't be arsed. And if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting.
0: There's a there's a quote. Um, I, I don't know if I'll get this right Um, about that there will be people who have for every solution, they have a problem for every single solution that you give them, they'll they'll find the problem with the solution
1: because they don't want to move forward they want that to, goes back want to, to Napoleon Hill that, that yeah. their positive people will, will find ways the word find, they will find ways how they can do something and a negative mm-hmm. person will look the words look, will look for all the ways that they can't. Yeah. And and successful people only do what unsuccessful people are not prepared to do. Yeah. That's the difference in success and non-success. Like when I was knackered, when I was crying, I remember my sister told me this a few months ago. I used to audio tape myself with a little dictaphone. Mm-hmm. And, and and whenever whenever I was going on the stage, whenever I was the guest speaker, whenever I was going on to do a coaching, or whenever I was going to do a two day training, what he put me through before I left that house, and what I was I'm crying, crying like 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 this to my mm-hmm. sister in the car, but I taped it all. Okay. So one day I would listen back to it to see what I knew, do not want because it's easy to forget. Yes. Yeah. And and she said to me, Bernie, I've got these tapes down here from 20 years ago. Always remember I've got them. I said, So I, I know you've got them, but I've never <laughs> had to listen to them. Now I, I was going on, Miss Whoopie Ding Dong, onto the <laughs> stage. I was going on as the inspirational person, I was yeah. going on as the motivator. What, mm-hmm. two minutes before I was going on, I was vomiting down the toilet. Yeah. Because of the way, oh, who do you think you are? Oh, you're going to stand up there and everybody. It was her, him putting the name in my head. You, you're up there and he, it's everybody, you think you're Miss Whoopi Ding Dong. And oh, look yes. at Bernie. Isn't Bernie great? And I would have been saying, who do you think puts the bread and butter on this table? Mm-hmm. Who do you think pays the roof over your head? Who do you think sends all the the, the the buys the holiday homes in Florida and stuff like that? But I got to this stage, I didn't say that anymore. I just went out. But because I did self development, and here's another tip for them because I knew what I wanted, you must know what you want. You must sit down and say to yourself, What do I want? What do I really want out of my life? You need to work that out because then and only then, no, there's two things. After you find out what you want, you then have to find out why do you want it? Because a lot of people say they want something. And mm-hmm. then when they ask why do you want it, it's for their children, it's for their it's for their bank account, it's for yeah. the pay bills, it's the pay. So, you know, why do you want it? Why do you want it? Why yeah. are you doing it? And then and only then can you make a plan of what Mm -hmm. you need to do to get it then and only then but if you don't know what you want and you don't know why you want it that's like getting in a car and saying right i'm going to timbuktu i'm just going to drive and hope i get there yeah it's like you're just going right in circles (laughs) i wouldn't even say it's as nice as that (laughs) i would say it's going zigzags (laughs) a circle looks too smooth
0: well this is true yeah
1: (laughs) You know, so, so, so whenever people know what they want and where they're going. So whenever I was on that stage, I knew what I wanted. I knew I'm getting out of here. I was paid in my way for I would have enough money that when I walked, I could leave the cars. I could leave the house. I could leave the furniture. I could leave everything that we owned. I could leave it because I had enough money. Ago. it's funny like as you said
0: like whenever you do hit that moment for however many years like i was married for 19 years and are coming up yeah i think it was 19 um but that moment that you just go nah i'm done and like yourself i all i left with was my clothes my makeup and my shoes mm-hmm. and everything Not. else you know i left the big house in the country and moved into um again a friend's house but then now in just a wee two bedroom bungalow love it and it's like you see even that feeling which you don't even realize that you're maybe doing it if i'm sitting here now and i think ah, fuck it you know what i'm just going to go shopping i can get up and walk out and just go shopping i don't need to explain to anybody i don't need to okay it with anybody i can just do it i'm not answerable to anybody only person I'm answerable to now is me, myself and I. But you need to work
1: on that, Amanda? Because it creeps in, things creep in. You need to work on staying that person, developing that person, becoming the person who you want to be. What is it you want? Find yourself a mentor because you need to be accountable to somebody or things creep in. Oh, I have.
0: Yeah, no. And as I say, I've been like with the personal development stuff, I've been kind of on it for about 10 years now. And like that, I probably I made the mistake of dipping in and out and I didn't realise no, you can't really dip in and out. That's it's right. something you have that's to right. keep doing. You have to keep learning, you have to keep growing. And every single day there is something like I'd be fascinated by a uh, by people. And that's probably another reason why I was doing the podcast. And I say I would work now with ironically women who are starting again after breakdown of relationship and marriage and things like that because you yes you, you watch them I'm sure you've watched them and seen them they go from one relationship then into another one and the, it's repeating the same thing over and over uh-huh. again because they're not working on themselves they're not realizing the value of the inner work so that they don't fucking end up with crumbs and they, they just the end up tolerating so much bullshit and being treated in horrific ways, and um, so as I said, it's the dipping in and out. Whereas now I know, right? No, I have to, you know, keep working at it. Keep working at it. It's it's a constant thing. It's like we can go into the gym. You don't just go to the gym for a month and think, yep. yeah, that's me sorted. You have to just, you know, it's you keep exercising the mind and working on your needs, your wants, your desires, and yeah. But it is, it's that feeling of, huh, right, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm, this is, when you, 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 you,
1: when you say dipping in and out, let, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to people? It's the exact same as you saying, I'm going to eat and then not eat, and then eat and then not eat, and then yeah. eat and then not eat. It is that crucial. Yeah. for you to change your life that you need to treat it like you get your breakfast, you get your lunch, you get, you get your dinner, you get your tea. Yeah. It's the same as that and if you didn't do that, you would starve and you would die. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing. When you need you need to be getting up in the morning and you need to put fuel into that mind. Oh,
0: absolutely. And you I would use to... the analogy of I was a style coach years ago, which was like a personal stylist and a life coach. And you would have had your underwear, your knickers and your bra, Bernie. It It was vitally important that it worked because it was the foundation on which to build your clothes. So it could could either make or break what you're wearing. And in the same way with this, your mindset is like the foundation to build everything else on. And if you don't keep working on your mindset, then it kind of starts to fall apart.
1: Well, I whenever I whenever I, and as you know, I I coach business people, yeah, and uh, and I coach um, startups as well, and mm-hmm. people that's been in business a long time, and, and big corporations. But the saddest thing that I see is people trying to run their businesses and pretend nothing's going on in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the hardest struggle now. Whenever I but i'm I'm an expert at getting it out of them like, but whenever mm-hmm. I find out that there's something going on in the background, I drop the mentor pro mentorship program regarding their business
0: mm-hmm. until
1: yeah. we sort out their mental state over there because yeah. it is impossible to continue on in a business when everything's falling apart over there. Mm. And they don't realize it.
0: Yeah, it it's like, as I say,
1: pulls the business of, down. You'll yeah. take it out. You see, anybody that owns a business, that business is their baby. That's their baby. How dare anybody talk about your business? That's like talking about your child. You mm. will throw everything to protect that baby. You will put go into debt. To protect that baby, yeah. Your business is your baby. Now they always tell you when you're bringing your baby out of the hospital, they'll say to you, "You make sure you eat your dinner first before you feed your baby." Yeah, because what? Whenever you, whenever you're feeding your baby, you're content. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're not fed, you're hungry, and the other thing happens is. The only person that you can take out your frustration or what way you're feeling or your moods, anything, you can't take it out in me, but you can take it out in your child. Yeah. Sit down there. Stop that. Would yeah. you keep quiet the I get this done. Yeah. And people aren't aware. So you do the same thing in your business. You lash out at it this is not working and that's not working and how can I get that and they didn't bring that in on time and my order's not in and that's exactly why it's happening because in the background things are not right. Yeah, like you're falling apart. Absolutely. Falling apart. Absolutely. So we have to take a step back and see and and in my my, um, coaching, my mentorship, the first thing which is right at the top is your health is the first thing that i address Mm -hmm. the first thing because if you ain't got your health on it you ain't got anything and so that is like so so true
0: and people you you watch it happening and people will um they'll keep going keep going and you're you're looking at you thinking you're you're going to hit a brick wall. You can do that for a certain length of time, but it is going to fucking bite you in the ass sooner rather than later. So the only part you're not fooling anyone apart from
1: yourself. Million percent. I, I, I know people that's in the beauty industry or cells, you know, health, nutrition and beauty. Yeah. And I look at them and go, are you seriously asking me to buy your product? Because mm-hmm. they look knackered yeah their eyes are like so tired looking their hair's greasy they're as fat as can be now i mean the word fat as in you know this is surplus fat this is like yes lazy yeah. fat i yeah. always call it lazy fat yeah Do you know because i am a, i am a good 14 that mm-hmm. is my choice this is who, what the size i want to be i don't yeah. want to be skinny yeah you know so there's surplus fat i call it lazy fat and I look at them and go, you're looking at me like people selling with those products and they're frigging sitting the size 20. Yeah, you're not exactly
0: a walking advertisement for. So let's let's smoking. address
1: your health first. Yeah, and then we'll address your business. Yeah. And if your health is not if your health is not healthy and you're not bouncing out of bed in the morning and making sure you do an hour's exercise every day. And what we need to get you doing that and watch your business grow whenever you're doing that. Mm.
0: Absolutely. So, it, do you know, it'd be like me. As I said, with the area that I'm kind of working on at the minute, it'd be like me going on, say, on Instagram stories and going, oh, men are this and men are that and that and be really fucking, you know, oh, um, the struggles, the struggles, the struggles. Whereas I know, right, this is where you are heading towards the you need to work on yourself, obviously, and all that kind percent. of stuff. million and, percent. But to look at the 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 light at the end of the tunnel and to not keep focusing on that oh, what he did or what she did what he'd and keep no. fucking reliving that because you're just going to end up fucking bitter twisted and your heart is going to be clue to anything potentially happening further down the line so you can't kind of you have to be practicing what you preach like i can't well, yeah. I, you know like yourself i wouldn't be talking about different things if I haven't experienced them because I know for me I would find that hard to take I think we talked about this the other day I was saying about like the priest uh, preaching about fucking marriage and you're going you've never been married how can you possibly million percent. know what it feels like So A million percent yeah. and,
1: and, and, and your, your listeners you know they really do have to look at themselves talk to themselves you know you can fool some of the people some of the time and all the people mm-hmm. all of the time but you can't fool yourself
0: and Absolutely. there's a wonderful
1: poem that really helped me. I put I had it up in my office for years, and, and, and it's called "The Man in the Glass." Oh, okay. And if you have a look at it, and it says, "You you know, you you walk through your days to your st- troubles and strifes, and you can fool some of the people along the way, but the man who says something, um, is the man who can look and who can look in the glass, which is the mirror." Okay, yeah, and you haven't cheated the man in the glass. Yeah, it's an amazing poem. And oh, if you can look at that, yeah. if you can look in the it's it's an unknown author, and if you can look in yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, yeah, and say, Did I look out for me? and the eyeball people when people look in the mirror, they don't eyeball themselves, they look at their mm-hmm. nose, they look at their cheeks, yeah. they look at their forehead, they look at their yeah. chin, they don't eyeball themselves, so you mm-hmm. eyeball yourself. And you say, now, did I look after me today? Did I do everything to the best of my ability? And here's a line that I used for years. Is what I'm doing at this moment in time the most constructive thing I can be doing to achieve whatever it was I was going for? And you have to, Mm mine was to pay off £78,000 of debt. To achieve paying off £78,000 of debt. And if the answer was no, I stopped doing it. Okay. Yeah, but you cannot make that statement if you don't know what you want, why you want it, and then have a plan what you need to do to get it. Yeah. Do you know what? Bernie? So my love, like standing
0: what? up and doing a, a, a clap. Now I feel as if I'm in a fucking. <laughs> Let's clap together.
1: Come on. <laughs> what about? Is there anything you would like to? I'm just. I'm looking at the time here. So, is there anything yes. you wanted to ask me that you haven't asked me?
0: no I think you've covered pretty much everything but my one wee question is what is what's next for yourself uh just continuing doing what you're doing new in the pipeline or Uh,
1: my my all year I have been bringing my offline coaching onto online so for the last year I have been um you know getting my website ready and which is completely done and I'm um, doing zoom coaching now with people and so next year I will be taking my clients you know people will come to me Amanda like that like I have coached Ted, people to do TED talks yes and I think that's how we met because you were talking to, to um, Annette. the lovely Annette yes and, 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 and Annette did a TED talk and so on a, at this moment in time I'm, I'm coaching a chap who is heading off to America I think it's in March and he is being asked to speak on the stages with with the giants I mean giants wow. I mean A-listers mm-hmm. and whatever and I'm coaching him to speak on the stage and you know learning and and, and, and then um. so I, I'm doing that and people who want to go on camera and stuff like that but I'm doing that a lot more and People start up businesses, you know, people have mm-hmm. just started and they're having a friggin' clue the basics <laughs> and they need to make sure they've got the basics. Um, yes. and then people that's in business and, that, and that's stuck and, and, and wants yeah. to find out why I'm stuck and where, where I'm stuck. So that's what I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to next year.
0: Amazing. I mean, I'll one day pick on the stage. Yep. Um, Bernie, I'm putting it on my back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: don't forget the best actor in the world oh how how could I (laughs) no I know I know people come back and say to me oh my goodness that changed my life and it's because I've been talking on the stage for 27 years and I know what I know Exactly. yes
0: and that's the thing and that's where I tend to I I know I'm I'm back to about different people who read things from books and stuff but that's where I'm more drawn to people who have experienced what they're talking about, there's more mm. you know i i yeah, what he knows what he's doing they've experienced it. it, so um yeah, very much, so Bernie, you absolute sweetheart, I could just i could <laughs> I could talk to you forever <laughs>
1: um,
0: you are just understand what you have been through and to be at the place, just attitude and joy, and you look on those as guests rather than "why me, per me." Um, it is. It's
1: amazing woman, and
0: thank you so, so much. Jo- jo- anybody,
1: anybody, Amanda, anybody that wants that my my business journey is in my little ninety-page self-help book. um and, yes. and you know. And and what I came through and and how I you know had to pay off seventy eight thousand pound of debt now that was twenty seven years ago, so that's worth about a quarter of a million now Jesus. and you know, so and I paid that in four and a half years um so I worked through my divorce mm-hmm. through all of that to pay that off um you know that's all in there and what what's all also in there is it helps people find out what they're saying to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, are they in the Abbott uh, Club? Are they in the Manana Club? Are they in the Whenever Club? Are mm-hmm. they in the This Club? Are they in the Me, Myself and I? Now, mm-hmm. there's another story. You know, <laughs> Me, Myself and I Club and whatever. And, and it's, it's called How to Succeed in Business and Life. What's Holding You Back? Mm-hmm. And grab a copy at BernieAllen.com and yes. I can tell you, it, 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 it'll be, it be, you can read it having a cup of coffee. It's that small. Um, but what I've been told is that there's no padding in it. There's no fillers. You know, you don't have a paragraph full of shite before you uh, get to the, 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 you know, there's no fillers in it. That's why there's only 90 pages in it. There's no, it's, it's like stuff from the start to the end.
0: See, that's what I like as well, Bernie. It's the same. You see, even if I go on to watch a, a YouTube video or something, I, I automatically go to see, right, how long is this going to be? Me too. I, I want it to be, just don't don't give me, a, I like it to be direct. Just fucking tell me it as it is. I, don't I add on. <laughs> unnecessary. And you know what? I know I'm aware of the time for you because you need to go. But just this wee thing that um, whenever I was, starting coaching and stuff I questioned myself in that I made the mistake I don't do it now of sort of looking at other coaches and going fuck listen the big words that they're using I don't really use those big words I like to keep it simple yeah and then I realized no but that's okay I don't need to fucking use because I would be listening and going why can I not just use the simple word of whatever it was Yep. And I did doubt myself in that I was going, oh, God, maybe I need to I'm maybe coming across not intelligent enough. And then mm-hmm. I realized, no, Amanda, you fucking have experienced a lot and you've been through what you're talking about. So don't worry about the fucking big
1: words. Keep it simple. And that's what your listeners have to do. They have to talk to themselves. They have yeah. to start self-developing themselves. And as I say, and I say it again. It'll not happen overnight. No. One day at a not. time you do a week. Yes. But you have to do something every day. Yeah. And it could be a 10-minute read.
0: Yeah. and um, um, consistent.
1: I, I went to a seminar one time, and this guy in the audience, the guy up and says, who'll be brave enough to to say that they're not a, a good reader? Mm-hmm. And I was one of the people put my hand up because I never read books. Never, yeah. never, never read books all until I went into self-development and i started really reading about 30 years ago and until then i'd only read one book in my life <laughs> and i found it hard to read i used yeah. to have people in the airport saying how can you get how can you sit there all that length of time and read i yeah. just couldn't fathom it yeah and um anyway he says put your hand up and i was wanting to put my hand up and then he said keep your hand up if you'd like to be a reader and yeah. I was starting my self-development journey and I thought I kept my hand up. Yeah, I definitely would like to be a reader because, you know, I need to be able to get this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, right, what do you want to do is pick a book, any book. It doesn't have to be a self-development book. It could be a love book. It could yeah. be a war. It could be anything. It could be anything, a detective book, anything. And, but something that you will want to read and pick a number. And it could be two, it could be three, it could be four, it could be five. And he says, don't go any more than five at the beginning. And pick mm-hmm. that number. And you say to yourself, every single day, I'm going to read that number of pages every day. So I picked three, the number three. Okay. And he says, read that And what will happen is you'll get halfway through the book and you'll go, oh, shit, I'm not stopping at three. I want to know what happens <laughs> on the next page. Yeah. <laughs> And then you'll I go to four. That. And then you'll go to five. And then, and then you'll go till your eyes can't stay open any longer. <laughs> and you'll put a wee marker in the book and say, I'll read that tomorrow. Well, when I tell you I have up in my apartment, I have a library. And I've read every book. Wow. Because that man taught me how to enjoy reading. and yeah. it, but Because if he had told me you have to read a book, I still wouldn't be a reader to this day. But Do you I know what it's like, Bernie?
0: It's like um, like I was talking about now that we're coming into January. So many people will set so many goals for the new year, and the, with these big freaking goals. And mm-hmm. Why not just make it we like we small ones are more achievable, and they build and build and build the same way as you starting with your three pages a day. And bills and bills and bills And now mm-hmm.
1: you're a fucking library. Well, if somebody, if one of my clients be with me and they'd put, put the New Year's stuff down and then they'd tell me about their New their stuff and I, and I, I would never, ever say to them, well, why not do this and do this and whatever? Mm. I would then work with them and say, okay, so how, how are you doing that? And I let them work it out. That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> And then, because when it's there's a saying, if they say it, it's right. If you say it, they raise an objection. Yeah. No no matter what it is. Even though they're going to get to the same conclusion Mm -hmm. as what you were going to say. Yeah. If they say it, it's right. So you'll always say, how are you going to do that? Okay. Let me see your plan out for doing that. Take me through. Huh? Take me through your journey. Yeah. And then they go, like ah, Jesus, Bernie. Now that I ain't going through that journey, I wouldn't have a time to do that. Okay, so will we do a different plan. <laughs> what do you think? See the difference. See yeah. the difference. What do you think? And also, and they go, I think so. Would can you get a wee bit? Um. Not of that. Not have heard me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, whenever somebody goes on, but somebody goes on the defence. Can you hear me? can you hear me no you're you're you've broke up very badly amanda oh can you hear me hello you were breaking say, up very uh, badly
0: oh goodness just gonna, gonna say, say, say if i and
1: If you can hear me, I can't hear you. 2 a conversation that I can hear you.
0: You can't hear me, but I can hear. No, um, I can hear you now. Oh, right. you now. yeah. Um, no, I was just saying that uh, that was funny because I was talking. You couldn't hear me and you were talking and I couldn't hear you. Or I can <laughs> hear you. <but> you can <laughs> hear me. But no, I was just saying to thank you so much for joining me. You have a fascinating story and you are an absolute fascinating woman. And, um, yeah, I am just so grateful for you taking the time to chat to me today.
1: It's, it's my absolute pleasure. and if anybody wants to um find out, read more about me, just go to bernieall.com and everything. Perfect. Also my clients are on there telling how what their benefits and my stories on there, and my books on there. So just go to bernieall.com and, and and look me up. Perfect, perfect. Bernie, thanks again, my dear. Thank you for asking me, Amanda.
0: Lovely speaking to you again. Likewise. And have a lovely Christmas and Who knows? a very
1: happy Christmas. Hopefully Who knows?
0: our paths knows? may cross in the real
1: world rather it than the certainly virtual world. certainly will. One. If, that, if that's what the universe is putting together for us, then you, it, it will happen. Absolutely.
0: Thanks Thank you. Happy name. Christmas to everybody that's have- listening.
1: And remember, you've got a choice to make it a happy Christmas or to make yeah. it a
0: miserable Christmas so true so true thanks All right, bernie take bye love bye. Bye. bye don't forget to like follow and subscribe and remember if talking about it has got you thinking about it and you would like to share your story get in touch until next time take care